The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus came to his native place and taught the people in their synagogue. They were astonished. And they said, where did this man get such wisdom and mighty deeds? Is he not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother named Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Are not his sisters all with us? Where did this man get all of this? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and in his own house. And he did not work many deeds there because of their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today's Gospel points to a very, very real reality in our lives that indeed a prophet is not without honor in his own native place, in his own house. The, the reality that Jesus is pointing to is that we tend to have a difficult time recognizing the presence of the divine, recognizing God's presence in our life in the most ordinary ways. That the more ordinary, the more familiar we are with a person, with a place, with a setting, the less we are inclined to see God in that person, that place, and that setting. We're too familiar. We're too close. Uh, and there are many examples of, of this, both in the Bible and, and in the church history and in our own life. Just to give a few examples, one is, is St. Jean Vianney. St. Jean Vianney uh, was a very unimpressive person. He, was, he, he lived in France. He was a deserter of the French army, and so he had to sort of hide for a while from the French government because he deserted the army. Uh, and he was th the worst student, some people say, in, in the seminary. Like uh, academically, he was so, such a weak student that he, uh, it was a big question whether or not he would ever be ordained at all. And they finally sort of reluctantly ordained him despite the fact that he was uh, so average and maybe even a little bit below average in his abilities and, and in, in his demeanor and all that he was. And they gave him a tiny parish, a tiny parish in France that, that he could do no harm in. And, and uh, the rest is history. He sat in the confessional, uh, and then he sat in the confessional, and then he sat in the confessional. And years later, thousands of people were coming uh, to go to confession to him because they found him such a keen observer of both the, the human soul and also of, of God's work in our life. And, and he, in the end, got even a medal from the French government, uh, uh, despite the fact that he was a deserter himself. Shows you how impressive he turned out being, despite the fact that, like in the gospel, at first no one saw anything divine in him whatsoever. Another example that I really like is the story of Jacob from, from Genesis. Jacob was the brother of Esau and the son of Isaac. And Jacob was a spiritually immature person in the beginning. And uh, he's running from his brother Esau because he cheated him out of 
his, uh, out of Esau's blessing from his father. He's on the run and he's, uh, he's sleeping out in the, in the wilderness and he sees this rock that's shaped like a pillow. And he says, I'm going to sleep here tonight. And he uses the rock as a pillow. Now let's leave alone the wisdom of using a rock as a pillow. But anyway, let's leave that alone. He uses the rock as a pillow. Well, the scriptures tell us that that particular rock was an altar stone, that he was falling asleep on an altar stone. Imagine taking a nap on the altar here or leaning against a tabernacle and falling asleep. And as he puts his head against the stone, he falls asleep and he has the, the famous dream of Jacob's ladder, the ladder up into heaven with the angels coming up and down. And he wakes up and he looks at the stone and he says, God was in this place and I, I didn't realize it. And, and that's, that's the reality for us, that God is so often in the most ordinary, the stone in the backyard of your house and, and, and the, uh, the, the, the person that you've lived with for decades. God is in those places, those most ordinary places. My final example is my favorite example. If you look at the, you remember when you had to take a class picture when you were in elementary school and you had to stand on these risers and there were four rows and such? So if you'd look at my brother uh, Greg's uh, something like fourth grade class picture, uh, he's a little, a little fourth grader and standing beside him is this girl named Nancy. Nancy Briscoe. And the Briscoes and the Thibodeaux from this little tiny town, we knew each other very well. Fast forward several years, Greg takes Nancy to, to the prom and they get along great. They date for a while. And when he goes to college, he decides, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to marry somebody that I've lived with my whole life and I've been beside my whole life. So he, he breaks up with her and he dates uh, several girls in college. And then he says, no, well, she was the one all along. What goes back to the person that he stood next to in his fourth grade class picture. And they've been married about 30 years or so now. So, so this is a lesson for all of us that the villagers in Jesus's day did not recognize Jesus in this carpenter's son. Huh? And, and all these others, Jacob, my brother Greg, uh, and, Jean, and, and the, the superiors of Jean Vianney, all of them failed to see the divine in the ordinary. Let's not make that same mistake.